Open your Bibles to two different parts, one in the Old and one in the New Testament. Go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, and then let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Going to read you a few verses today from different halves of the Bible, and we're going to kick off together today a brand new series called Elevate. Uh, This year has just begun, or actually yesterday, and every new year brings with it an openness and even a hope for something different out of your life, true or false? How many here today you have at least something you want to see different in 2011 compared to 2010? Put your hand high. Anybody here you'd like to elevate your life to another level in 2011? Put your hand high again. I'm going to help you today because as a church, our theme for this year is the word elevate. Everybody say elevate. And come on, say elevate. I love that word because it forces us to think upward. It challenges how we think, how we see things. Today, many of us, with the newness of a new day, we've started a brand new pilgrimage in our journey. Maybe this year you want to elevate your marriage or your finance or your spiritual walk. Maybe this year you want to elevate your parenting or your uh, uh, childing. Maybe you want to be a better kid this year. All of us today probably have some hope that 2011 will have better results in certain areas than 2010 did. I'm going to tell you that God is a God of increase. He is a God of more than. He is a God of bettering your life. Today, God wants to give you a better 2011 than you had in 2010. True or false? That's the kind of God he is. Now, if you like the negative God, that's not the God I serve. Everybody say, my God. Come on, say, my God is a God of hope. Today, we're going to talk about how to elevate your life. Last year, we talked about Seeking the kingdom first. Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We talk about the word first. Everybody say first. This year, we're going to look at a whole different level for our church. My focus this year is not just on him being first, but every area of my life reflecting the fact that he is first in my life. If Jesus Christ is first, I will live an elevated life because he is higher than I am by myself. Go real fast. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 34. I'm going to read you today from the Amplified Bible. Everybody say the Amplified. Watch what it says here. Uprightness and right standing with God. Moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. Elevate a nation. Elevate a nation. Read it to you again slow. Uprightness and right standing with God elevate a nation. Let me ask you a question, harvest time. Do you believe that if we as a nation here in America will elevate our life to be right before God, it will elevate us as a people? You believe that? You know how that happens? It happens one by one. It happens church by church. It happens town by town, village by village, place by place, community by community. If we will elevate us to be right before God, it will elevate us as a nation, us as individuals. It will elevate our homes, our marriages, and every other place in our life. Now today I want to lay out for you real quick the four specific areas that we're going to elevate in 2011. Here we go. Number one, our vision. We're going to elevate how we see things. How you see things is important. Anybody here today, you wear glasses. 
What about contact lenses? How many of you know that those help you see? Anybody here today, without your glasses, you're blind as a bat? I mean, you can't even see your face. How you see affects how you live. If we're going to elevate our life, we have to have a different vision. Secondly, our values. I'm going to talk to you next Sunday about what really matters in your life. Most of us today are affected by the reality that what matters most is not always most important in our life. True or false? That's a tough one. Sometimes we believe that what matters most will always just be there. My goal for you this year at Harvest Time is that we together will decide what really matters. What really matters. And that in that conviction, we'll set our values and we'll live by what really matters. Thirdly today, we're going to talk to you in this series about how to elevate our volunteers. Yes, sirree. Look at everybody and say, he must be talking to you. I'm going to tell you something today, Harvest Time. I'm going to show you through the Word of God. I believe it is biblical for every believer to serve the local body. That went about like I thought it would go. I'm going to say it to you again. I believe it is biblical for every believer to serve the local body. Got a little better there. I'm going to say it again today. I believe it is biblical for every believer to serve the local body. Now listen, I'll say it again unless you all get it, okay? Here, I'm going to try one more time. I believe it is biblical for every believer to serve the local body. There you go. That's the spirit. Serving means you have to get off your backside and do something. Margaret, did he say backside? I did. I believe every one of us here have been given a gift of a gift from God himself to use to glorify God, to profit other people, to promote the body, and to purify ourselves. But if we don't engage that, we limit the body, we reduce ourselves, and we don't glorify God. I'm going to talk to you. And my goal is by the end of this year, this entire church serves somewhere in the body of Christ. Uh, I just show up, pay my tithes, go home. Let's start. Need to serve. Look at somebody say, you need to. Come on, say, you need to. Serve. In 2011, number four, we're going to talk about how to elevate our visibility. Jesus talked about us being a city set on a hill. As a local church, we are to be visible so that the community can see Jesus Christ through us and they can come to know Christ and have the transformation in their life that we've had in our life through the power of Jesus Christ. We're going to elevate how people see harvest time in 2011. We're going to increase our visibility. Having said all that today, it's all about how to elevate our vision. 
Go real fast to Colossians 3, back to the right in your Bible. Colossians 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 in the Message Bible. Here we go. You got it? Say got it. Here we go. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life, what's it say next? Act like it. How many here today you are serious in this house, you are serious about your walk with Jesus Christ? Put your hand up high. Then act like it. We are a redeemed people. How many here today you have been set free from the bondage of sin in your life? Put your hand high. Say, Jesus Christ, come on, say, Jesus Christ has delivered me from the bondage of sin and destruction in my life. You know what? If we're serious about it, according to Colossians 3, we need to act like it. Keep reading. Here we go. Pursue the things, pursue the things over which Christ presides. I love that line. Don't shuffle along. Eyes on the ground. What to say next? Absorb with things in front of you. Anybody here today, this is how you walk every day? Somebody's saying, yeah, that's me every day. You know what? When you walk like that spiritually, guess what you're seeing? I like to walk with my head up. I like to walk where I can see what's in front of me. I like to walk where I can see if there's danger ahead. I like to walk with my eyes wide open. You ever walk around in today's culture and you're walking by somebody and they're on their phone while they're, while they're walking? And you walk by them, they're going like this. And you just want to go. Come on, have you ever thought about doing it? Come on, come on, just... Come on, put your hand on and say, yeah, 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 I thought about that. It's not the thought that gets you in trouble, it's the action. I'm joking you. Don't even think that way. Go back to the verse again. Don't walk around with your eyes to the ground, shuffling along. Listen to this. Absorb with the things right in front of you. Then it says, look up. Everybody say, look up. Come on, look up real fast. Say, look up. You know, when you look higher, you live higher. When you look at a new level, you live at a new level. When you look here, where do you live? When you look here, where do you live? I talk to couples all the time in my office and on some marital stuff, and, and, and people always use the analogy of average when it works for them. Well, honey, most couples on average don't talk but once a week. So why do you want to talk every day? You know, honey, most couples on average only, only go on a date once a year. So why do you want to go every weekend? And I look back and I say, do you want an average marriage? Or do you want a higher marriage? Because an average marriage lives here. But a higher marriage lives here. And if you're going to have a higher marriage, you have to look at a higher level. What about spiritual lives? Well, most folks go to church twice a month. I'm average. Most folks read the Bible, you know, give or take twice a year. Most folks do that. Is that what you want? A most folks comparison in your spiritual walk? I sure don't. 
I want to lift my eyes to a new level. I want to look up. I don't want to live my life like this right here. Listen, when, when your head's sticking down, your rear's in the air, and something bad can happen in your life. I want to look like this. I want to look to what Jesus Christ is doing. I want to live at a higher level in Jesus Christ today. I'm going to look up in 2011. I'm going to look to a whole new level. Keep reading. Go back to what it says here. And be alert to what is going on around Christ. Many of us spend all of our energy being alert to what's happening here. We get updates on our phones. Oh, so-and-so just got released from prison. Who's so-and-so? I don't know, but he's out. Run. Oh, just got an email that so-and-so was elected president. First female president elected here. That's great. What's it do for me right now? I'm for it, but how does it help me? I can spend my life being absorbed with stuff here and forget that my assignment is to look to Jesus Christ and be fixed on what goes on around him, not just what goes on around me, because if I look to him, he'll take good care of me. You're looking at me. That's all right. I'm going to elevate. And if you want to go with me, I believe God can give you the best life ever in 2011. Keep reading. Here we go. See things from his perspective. Today, we're going to look at how to elevate our vision. How do you elevate your vision? First of all, you lift your eyes above the natural to the eternal. Go to Psalm 121. Psalm 121 real fast today. We're going to lift our eyes in 2011 beyond the natural to the eternal. Think about this. Watch what it says. Psalm 121, New Living Bible. It says, I look up to the mountains and then it asks a question. Does my help come from there? Now, I want you to think about this. In the natural world, the mountains are the highest point we can see, true or false. The natural world, the mountains are our highest peaks. I mean, that's what we look at. Anybody here ever been to the mountains, uh, Rocky Mountains, Mount McKinley? Uh, I mean, just absolutely amazing mountains uh, in North America. Just beautiful. Now watch what the psalmist says. He says, does my help come from there? Keep reading here. Verse, uh, verse 1, it says, uh, verse 2, it says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and the earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not, will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. I want to pause there. Think about this. The psalmist is saying that in the natural, this is the highest point to look for my help. But if I will lift my eyes a bit higher, my help doesn't come from here. My help comes from there. Church, hear me today. Our help is not found in the natural things. Our help is found in the eternal things through Jesus Christ. What we're looking for is not on this planet. But if you walk like this and you're absorbed like this, guess where you think your help is? Right here. If we will lift our eyes, our vision to a higher level, if we will look at eternal things over temporal things. Boy, I could talk here all day. I won't do it, but I'm going to say one thing to you. Don't ever let things that are temporary get in the way of things that are eternal. 
How many here that you live on planet Earth, put your hand high? Where are the rest of you living? I'm just curious about that. You know, we are bathed in things that are temporary. But if we're not careful, we will let them consume us and we'll take our focus off the eternal things. That's a reality. We're going to elevate our vision by looking eternally and not just temporal. Second of all, we're going to elevate our vision this year by looking toward Jesus Christ. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Back to your right. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. I love that picture that, that, that the Bible gives there because it gives the, uh, the sense of a large arena. Now think about this. Anybody ever been to a football game? Put your hand high. There is nothing more thrilling than being in a place where you're at the home team stadium and you're one of the home team fans and you're pulling for the home team. It is absolutely a charge, no matter where you're at. I guess, did OU win yesterday? Is that a, did they win? Was it close? What was the score? 49 to 7? No? Oh, 48. 48 to what? 20. Were they playing the high school team? Or the, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All the Arkansas fans liked that, didn't they? It's an exciting thing. I want you to process this. You're on the field of life. Everybody say, I am on the field of life. And around you is a bunch of folks cheering for you today. You're on the field. They're on your side. This isn't 80,000 folks. This is a complete entire group of the heavenlies on your team today rooting for you to make it. That to me is an awesome thought because I recognize that today as I try to serve Jesus Christ, I have cheerleaders rooting for me in my faith. They want me to succeed. They want you to make it. They want you to be victorious through Jesus Christ. Keep reading. Here we go. Back to verse uh, 1 and 2. It says, Huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this, we do this, see it here close, we do this by keeping our eyes on who? Jesus. You elevate your vision when you begin to look toward Jesus in every area of your life. Let me give you a real practical example. How would Jesus be a husband to your wife? You're saying, Marty, Jesus was single for a reason. In fact, one guy said, somebody said, Jesus Christ was perfect. He said, yeah, he never married. That's a joke. How would Jesus Christ be a member of a local church? Uh, well, uh, let me think about that. Do you think he would show up twice a year? Probably not. Here, I got one for you. Do you think Jesus Christ would be in a small group? Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Do you think he would serve? 
One of the last things we saw Jesus Christ do was what? Washing feet. See, I'm telling you, when you look to Jesus, you elevate your life because you live your life as he would have lived it. What kind of kid would Jesus Christ have been? What kind of teen would he have been? You say, oh, Marty, I'm under 20. I'm not applicable to these issues yet. Oh, you are. You start the day you're born. Live your life like Jesus Christ lived his life. It'll save you a lot of heartache and stress in your life. You see, when you look to Jesus and not the things around you or the people around you or someone else, let me help you today. Don't measure your life by someone else's life. Measure your life by the Son of God and watch your life go to a whole new level because he is where we should be looking to. Not the Joneses, not the Smiths, not the Johnsons. Don't measure by somebody else, measure by the Son of God. When we look to Him, it elevates our life because He is elevated. Jesus Christ lived with His eyes on heaven, His ears to the Father's mouth, His heart to the Father's heart. And when we do what Jesus Christ did, it elevates our life to a whole new level in Jesus Christ. But we walk around like this. Oh, well, they don't do that, so I'm not going to do that. Jesus Christ is our point of focus to elevate our vision. Number three today, we're going to elevate our vision by living controlled lives by the Holy Spirit. Live controlled by the Holy Spirit. Let me help you today. If we will simply ask the question, it was a cliche a few years ago, it's still out, it's, it's, it's a craze, WWJD, what would Jesus do? That really is an outstanding question. Because I can't think of a time when asking that and answering it properly is a bad thing to do. If we live a life that's controlled by the Holy Spirit, that will elevate our life to a whole new level. Go to the verse real fast on the board, guys. Check out this verse. Let's go to, where are we going to real quick? Check it out. Romans 8, verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Watch this next line close. But those who are what? Controlled by the Holy Spirit. Think about things that please the Spirit. I need a volunteer. I need a help real quick. Kyle, come here. I'm going to use Kyle. Come here, Kyle. Let's imagine that I'm the Holy Spirit. And let's imagine he is living his life. Now, watch what happens here. If I put my hands here, I can make him go just about any place for the most part, true or false. I'm controlling his life. If he tries to run away, he passes out. He won't sin because I won't let him. He won't have anger because I'll pull him back quickly. That hurt. You all right? I'm controlling him because I've got him by the throat. Now, I just can't get in your heads while I use your throat as an example. Process this. If the Holy Spirit controls this guy's life, won't he make the right choices? Won't he say the right things? 
Won't he go to places that glorify God only? Won't he have right attitudes and right uh, 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 forgiveness? Won't he do the right things if the Holy Spirit controls his life? Give him a hand. Thank you, man. Good job. Let me ask you this question today, Harvest Time. Who or what controls your life? A lot of you today you're controlled by your kids. Well, Marty, we can't make it to church because we're now in the season of being gone. We're in the sports season. So your kids control your life. Well, but they've got they've, they've to play. I'm just telling you, when something becomes priority over God, it will stay priority over God. And your faith may be solid, but theirs is still forming. I'm here today because my parents had my hide in church on a regular basis. Oh, get rid of Margaret. He's talking about the grandkids now. We're going to go to a different church. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit should control your life, not anything else in your life. Who controls how you spend your money? The consumer culture? They will sell anything. And you can't hardly watch TV and not feel pressure to buy something. True or false? You go to a football game and a pop is $4. I don't see how folks drink alcohol. I couldn't afford to drink alcohol. I can't hardly afford a Coke. Are you tracking with me tonight or today? So think about this. So much controls us. But when the Holy Spirit controls your life, won't you elevate your life? What if the Holy Spirit controlled your marital arguments? Why are you laughing? You're scared to death now, aren't you? What if the Holy Spirit controlled your purchases? What if the Holy Spirit controlled where you went? What if the Holy Spirit controlled things that come out of your mouth? There's one for you. If the Holy Spirit controls our life, it forces us to elevate our life to a whole new level. Harvest time in 2011. Let's elevate. Let's lift our eyes to a new place. Let's look higher than right here. Let's look to Jesus Christ. Let's live lives controlled by the Spirit of God. Let's allow ourselves to think eternal and not temporal. And let's see experiences at a whole new level by elevating our life in 2011. I believe if we'll lift our vision, we'll see things at a new height and we'll go to new places because how you see stuff affects how you live. Can I pray for you? Bow your head across the house today. Come on. God, today I thank you. I thank you, God, today for your word. Your word is truth. And today your word is life. But God, today give us clarity of what's going on. Give us clarity of seeing things through your eyes. Help us, God, today to see things through the life of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us, God, to recognize that we need to look at a whole new level, to lift our vision, to elevate ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.